Good morning, Hopers. We just celebrated Easter this weekend, and as followers of Christ, the events of Easter weekend are paramount to our faith. Really, all of history hinges on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, There's a lot of great work that has been done to show how even secular history and uh, modern culture really... uh, much of the values that we have, many of the practices that we have, stem from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and the subsequent lives of his followers. And so Easter is obviously a big deal for us. And even in Scripture, First Peter and Revelation refer to Jesus as the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So this was the plan. Like, Easter is it. Easter has mattered since it happened, but Easter has been planned, according to Scripture, since the foundation of the world. And yet, Easter came as such a surprise to those who were alive at the time, and really comes as a surprise to many of us today. And for for those of us who have been Christians or around the church for a while— Honestly, much like Easter and uh, many other things in the faith, it can become old hat. It can lose its surprise and its shock. And yeah, we know about that. But when we really sit and think about it, it's still surprising to me. It still should be surprising to us that this was the plan. This is how Jesus and God decided to make a way back to right relationship. Last week, we spent many of the devotions exploring how we can take our doubts and frustrations and fears, concerns, etc., and bring them before God. And today, I'd actually like to do that again, but this time, I want us to hear God's response, and I want us to have Easter in mind as we do it. And so, I want to go to Habakkuk chapter 1 and read a few verses here, starting in verse 2. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and will you not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me, and strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. This is familiar to much of what we saw in Psalms and Lamentations early last week. But here in verse 5, which I have not read yet, we see God's response. And God says this, Look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told. God is working and it's playing out right before our eyes. But do we have the eyes to see it? We feel the pain of our current moment, the anxiety of an unsure future, and we cry out in lament, like the psalmist, like Jeremiah in Lamentations, like Habakkuk does here. But in the wake of Easter, I can hear God saying, Look, be in awe and wonder, for I am doing a work that you cannot imagine, that you would not believe if I told you. And Really, the work of God always comes as a surprise to the world because God always works so differently than the world works. 
As God says elsewhere in scripture in Isaiah, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so as we see the plan of God unfold, we are doubtful that God is even working until it's over. And then we are surprised by the work that he has done. The idea of God taking on flesh was blasphemy. The claim itself is largely what led to Jesus's crucifixion. So this plan of Jesus being the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. This idea was a foreign concept to the people that God came to save. The idea of Israel's Messiah dying on a cross was unthinkable. For anyone dying on the cross, that would immediately eliminate them from the running of being the Messiah. The king of the universe, born without a home, a humble teenage virgin carrying the Lord in her womb. All of these things are surprises to the people involved, to the people who hear these stories. Even into the Old Testament, a couple in or near their 10th decade giving birth to a nation, a runaway failure standing up for that nation before the mightiest ruler in all of the land, Pharaoh. The youngest brother, a shepherd boy, becoming the greatest king of that nation. A bunch of Hebrew school dropouts turned disciples and disciple makers. We would never believe God's plan if he told us. God is always working and we would always be surprised. We would always be doubtful even if God told us what he's doing. So where do we find ourselves now a few days after the Easter weekend. A virus that's wiping out thousands across the globe and upends economic systems. Could this be what God uses to bring people to himself, to bring about his glory and his plan? I wouldn't believe it if he told me, but I'm looking forward to being surprised.